G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David Brown and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Church. If you'd like to know more about our church, then please visit anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon is by Ian Harris and focuses on the account of Jesus' baptism in Matthew 3. It's part of a series of sermons called Bright Beginnings, focusing on the stories of Jesus' early life from the Gospel of Matthew. I hope you enjoyed the sermon. The Lord be with you. And also with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew, chapter 3, beginning at the 13th verse. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let us pray. And Lord, may our hearts today be open to you. May our thoughts be your thoughts. And may we know in our minds the truth that you declare to us. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, I said we were talking about today and thinking about the baptism of our Lord Jesus. I know that many of us have been present when people, and especially children, have been baptised. We ourselves were all baptised, either as a child or at a time later in life. And as we will see, our baptism is a very significant occasion. If we were to compile a list of all the practices that are essential to the Christian faith, I wonder what you would include in your list. Amongst all other essentials, baptism would certainly be high on the list that I hope all of us would prepare. It's important because baptism is one of the means by which Jesus commissions his followers to make disciples. St Matthew records that for us in his Gospel. But it's also central to the preaching of the gospel at all times and it was essential to the gospel that was preached to the whole and the, to the young church at the time of Pentecost when there was that magnificent outpouring and display of the Holy Spirit coming 
to the disciples. In short, we could say that the idea that Christians should be baptised regardless of how or when is really central to the Christian faith. And perhaps this should come as no surprise for us. For from the time of Jesus onward, baptism has been recognised as the sign of becoming a member of the church and of the Christian community. There's a little story that illustrates the importance of baptism somewhat. And it concerns a bishop having an interview with a young man being prepared for ordination. And the bishop said to him, what would you say would be the most important day in your life? And the young man replied, Bishop, it will be when I am ordained. Well, said the bishop, I think you need a little bit more preparation. We'll delay your ordination for a time. When I first heard the story, I thought, goodness me, what's he really after? Well, of course, what the bishop was hoping the boy might say, the most important day in my life was when I was baptised, when I became a Christian, when I put, for the first time, declared my faith in Jesus and said that I would follow him for the rest of my life. Well, what might come as a surprise to us is that Jesus himself was baptised. Because baptism wasn't just something that Jesus commanded his followers to do, but it was an experience that he himself underwent. And the fact that Jesus submitted himself to baptism might strike us as a little odd. After all, John the Baptist has said that the one who was to come will baptise with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And it seems a real turnaround when we consider that the baptism that Jesus submitted himself to was John's baptism. It's a bit different. It was described by St Matthew as being accompanied by a sign of repentance. Matthew also says that uh, it was people were baptised confessing their sins. And it was a sign also by which to flee from the coming wrath and the coming judgement of God in the course of time. Those three things accompanied the baptism that John was offering. And we might quickly realise that it doesn't seem to fit with the rest of what the New Testament says about Jesus. St Matthew says that he was God's virgin-born son. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, says he was sinless. The writer to the Hebrews says he was perfectly obedient son. St Matthew also says that he was fully pleasing to the Father. And again, Paul, writing to the Philippian church, <coughs> said that Jesus was the one who pre-existed as the divine one, but laid aside his glory to become a human being. 
So nonetheless, Jesus said that it is fitting and appropriate that he be baptised. So we can ask the important question, why did Jesus need to be baptised? Well, Mark and Luke, they get out of it easily. They record the story, but they don't raise the question. And St John, likewise, he just emphasises that the Spirit of God descended on Jesus, anointing him as the Son of God, and says no more. It's only Matthew that raises the issue of why Jesus needed to be baptised by including a piece of the story that the other Gospel writers omit. And the bit of that story indicates that John himself was hesitant to baptise Jesus. Now John was aware that Jesus was not just another person coming to repent and confess his sins and he protests. I need to be baptised by you, he said, but you are coming to me. It's interesting. John had devoted his life preparing for the arrival of Jesus. He'd focused all of his energy on this moment and his heart was set on obedience. But yet, the very first thing Jesus asked him to do, John resists. He resisted because he felt unqualified and unworthy to do what Jesus had asked. It prompts the question, do you ever feel inadequate to fulfill your mission from God? John felt unworthy to even unfasten Jesus' sandals. But yet, Jesus said that John was the greatest of all the prophets. Such an encouragement for us not to let our feelings of inadequacy hold us back from our God-appointed mission. Jesus' answer to John's reluctance answers our question of why he needed to be baptised. He simply said, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfil all righteousness. That's a weighty answer. And it contains two important words, fulfil and righteousness. And these two things figure very prominently in Matthew's account of Jesus' life and of Jesus' person. Undoubtedly, there's something very important going on here. But if Jesus' answer seems a bit obscure, let's put it this way. Jesus is fulfilling his role as the obedient son of God, practicing the required righteousness of submitting to God's will to repent. And that means to live in the world wholeheartedly devoted to God. If you're like me, you love questions, and this just raises another one. If Jesus submitted himself to baptism as a sign of repentance, he said, well, how does a sinless man repent? Well, there's a couple of things we need to unpack. Firstly, the righteousness in Matthew's understanding 
the way he uses the word, it refers to a, a whole person behaviour that accords with God's will, with God's nature and the coming kingdom. For Matthew, righteousness draws on a very traditional sense of heartfelt, faithful obedience to God. In submitting to John's baptism, Jesus is showing himself to be the good and obedient son who does God's will perfectly. And secondly, we need to understand what repentance means. The call to John issued to repent because the kingdom of God is near is an urgent invitation to reorient our values, habits, loves, thinking and behaviour according to a different understanding of life, one that is rooted in the revelation of God's nature and his coming reign. In short, repentance means become a disciple. Jesus repents not in the sense of turning from sin, but in the sense of dedicating himself to follow God's will fully on earth. So, why did Jesus need to be baptised? Because central to Jesus' purpose in being the saviour of the world is his own faithful obedience to the Father. He was obedient even to the point of death on a cross. And Jesus' baptism signals the inauguration of his mission as the obedient son and of his model of what it means to be faithful to God. He was baptised as a sign of his dedication, his wholehearted obedience. And so too we follow his example. But at the same time, his own baptism is transformed in our own experience because he is more than just a model. We don't get baptised simply because he did. We are baptised into him and he baptises us with the Holy Spirit. And those two words, obedience and dedication, become the model for our lives also. And if you can recall the questions that are asked of people coming for baptism, for adults, they're asked of them themselves, for children of their parents and godparents. Three questions. Do you turn to Christ? I turn to Christ. Do you repent of your sins? I repent of my sins. Do you renounce evil? I renounce all that is evil, false and unjust. A sign of a willingness to place one under the oneself and our children as obedient servants of God and to dedicate ourselves to following him as a role model for our lives. Though like John the Baptist, we might at first be perplexed as to why Jesus was baptised. We can see now that Jesus' baptism is a crucial part of his saving work in the world, a saving work that is always to be remembered. So let us pray.
Father, in our baptism you made us your children by adoption and grace. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, may our lives always reflect the obedience and dedication that Jesus has modelled for us. We pray it in his name. Amen.